0: Hello! Welcome to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on French science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal. No way! We take part ourselves!
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher.
0: I'm Carrie Poppy, and we're back with more 5G.
1: That's right, so this is 6G. Almost. We're getting there. Yeah. All right. Last time we told you about the group 5G Free California. Yeah. And their efforts to stymie the progress of 5G rollout.
0: Let's keep that 5G out of California, say they. So they're activists mm-hmm. who don't like 5G. If you weren't with us for the last episode, we talked a little about the science. Yeah. Well, Ross talks a little about the science. I nodded. And... These folks think that there is enough to be worried about with 5G that even if we come to find out it's safe, it's not yet safe enough to make that determination.
1: That we should be pumping the brakes on this whole rollout thing and that all of these companies racing to get their hardware out on every corner is a misstep. Right. They are taking every action they can, legal and informational just trying to like constantly put out material to get people concerned about this
0: keep raising that awareness just raise it keep raising that awareness
1: so last time we told you about a zoom call that carrie and matthew joined and i listened to later but this time it was november
0: november 8th 2021
1: Remember, remember the 8th of November. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm messing up the rhyme. But this time they were going to be meeting in person and at the Inn of the the Seventh seventh Ray, which I had heard about actually through my friend Charles Solomon, the animation historian and critic. I think he was looking for a fun recommendation to give me some place that I might enjoy. Yeah. Which is correct. Yes. Uh, but Kara, my wife, did not enjoy.
0: Oh, no. I love it End of in the, the seventh grade. Well,
1: we went there on a day when it was buffet only. Okay. And I'm not sure if that was because it was a certain holiday or day of the week, but for whatever reason, that was all you could order. And it was kind of expensive, and she was not happy with the options available. Okay.
0: Fair. Like the Scientology Celebrity Center brunch. Which it's is- like 25 bucks and then- If you don't eat, like, eggs and meat, it's like...
1: Limited pickings.
0: Yeah. Why don't you have some bread?
1: I thought the quality of the food at the Scientology Renaissance restaurant was actually pretty good. Anyways, Kara was not thrilled with the end of the seventh race. She did not want to go back. But I was excited to hear there would be a meeting here, and I was all ready to order food
0: oh yeah this place is delicious if you get to order off the menu at least
1: the place is delicious like you can eat
0: anything mm-hmm. it's made Hulk. of fudge How <laughs> so, do i buried the lead on that it's a fudge restaurant
1: so we drove out there separately this time it's a long drive from my humble abode in burbank mm-hmm. so you have to plan ahead
0: no matter where you are in la unless you are in this is Topanga. out of the way it's out of the way yeah it's up in them hills
1: yeah so i guess it's not technically in the valley but it's up in right kind of the direction it. you normally think of heading towards the valley all right so i was the first to get there and i was also preparing for their valet because they try to get you to like pay for parking but for whatever reason i don't know their schedule but I was able to just park and no one came running at me to be like, you can't park here.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed that, too. They have this big valet set up, but it's rare that anything's happening there.
1: Right. Yeah. And there's usually spots available. So I thought I was like cheating the system by like quickly getting a parking spot and just walking in. Yeah. Turns out later, no, a valet wasn't happening that night.
0: <laughs> I think and, like I- sneaking around unnecessarily. I love an unnecessary sneak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's exactly what was happening. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't have to pay for parking, which uh, I don't know. I'm just not used to still. I've lived in Los Angeles for years, and I still bristle at the thought of paying to park somewhere. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, okay.
1: And give them my money for other things.
0: Sure. Yeah, fair, fair.
1: So, yeah, I got there at 654, and they led me down... Away from where you normally dine, it's mm-hmm. a it's a pretty sprawling and mostly outdoor location. There's also some indoor dining areas. Yes. But it's gorgeous. There's these little alcoves and you walk down these long paths and there's oak trees and it's quite beautiful.
0: Do you know what it originally was? No. It was a four-square church, Amy Semple McPherson, her group.
1: Okay, maybe I did hear that at some point, but I totally forgotten. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so Amy Semple McPherson, who started the four-square church in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. she owned that as a...
0: I don't know if she personally owned it, but it was a four-square church. church. Oh,
1: interesting. Is that building still around that four-square church was housed in? Because I don't think of anything their structure-wise being large enough to house a congregation. That's a
0: good point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the uh, actual land looked at the time.
1: Well, I feel like the four-square church would frown upon its use now.
0: Probably, yeah. Just because
1: it's kind of hippy-dippy, as we mentioned Mm -hmm. in the previous episode. And it has this bookstore full of various religious texts from all kinds of different faith traditions.
0: Yes, yes. And you would get the impression they're pretty politically different too. Although things have changed the last few years, so who knows. But that reminds me, I got to tell you about the people who started in of the Seventh Ray, but maybe I'll wait until they're mentioned here because they will be. Okay. So take me back. You're walking in.
1: Yeah, I'm walking in. And normally you're kind of ushered to the right When you reach the host table, but I was being led off to the left. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking kind of at each little turn off and alcove as we're walking through this lovely path and everything's lit up with Christmas lights Mm because it's already dark at this point. You were at that time of the year where 7 p.m. is pretty dark and I get led to this area that I didn't really know existed. It was just kind of a presentation area.
2: Yeah. Party
1: area.
0: This cool outdoor space. I
1: know they host a lot of weddings, so I imagine this gets used for that. For sure. Yeah, instead of a bunch of tables for families this was more of an organization like you would expect for a public meeting where you had a projector on one side and there were a lot of little individual tables some chairs in rows a lot of fountain a fountain that's right i happened to sit next to this very noisy fountain (laughs)
0: it was a loud fountain
1: which was a bad decision in retrospect they did eventually turn it off after much pleading from the group like
0: turn off the fountain yeah a lot of people shouting louder louder at this yeah. meeting
1: <laughs> yeah and then you had again all of these christmas lights all over everything it was quite lovely and sparkly space heaters keeping everybody warm cuz it's it was needed getting cold it was cold
0: And in the back, a bunch of vegan desserts.
1: Yeah. So that was cool. That was great. Except I was ready for dinner. I'd come hungry and sort of expected, cool, we're going to have this meeting and I'm going to order food from end of the seventh ray oh, no. and all i had were all of these desserts but yeah they were quite yummy and yeah. yummy looking
0: they were really really good there was like a key lime pie vegan key lime pie that was really good
1: yeah and like oh, a, ross
0: got a pick he's showing me the pick kind of kinda like some a, stuff i ate four months like ago like
1: a cranberry crumble kind of thing Maybe a cobbler, whatever that was. It was good.
0: Oh, yeah. That thing, that yellow thing there, though, that was so good. Oh,
1: that was delicious. That was the key lime thing. So, all I had were desserts, but there were plenty of them.
0: Yeah, they were really, really good. Whereas Drew and I were on our way, we were a little bit behind you, Drew mm-hmm. decided to come to this one.
1: When I got there, people were milling about, things were still getting set up, they were having issues trying to get the projector to fill the screen, mm. and I was like, stay out of it, Blotcher, <laughs> don't go help them set up the projector, they'll figure it out. I could see them, though, struggling between like getting the source right and everything, I was like, ignore, ignore. I counted 21 people when I first got there, but again, they weren't congregated quite yet. No one... Was wearing a mask. Yep. So I...
0: This was outdoors, but yeah.
1: I took off my mask. Mm -hmm. Okay, I guess we're doing a no mask thing. Got my desserts, went and sat down next to the noisy fountain. Everybody seemed friendly. I would say most people were in their 50s, 60s, 70s. The exceptions were exceptions.
0: Did it seem like they all knew each other?
1: That's a good question. Certainly there were little pockets of interactions that felt like... People who knew each other from previous meetings or involvement or were friends.
0: But you didn't feel like an interloper or anything.
1: I guess I did because I knew I was there as someone who maybe wasn't on the same wavelength.
0: (laughs) I ask partly because they have this every month, apparently. Mm -hmm. I mean, COVID notwithstanding, that seems to have made it go up and down. But I wonder how many of these people are... Die hard anti 5G activists, and how many came to this one thing they saw a flyer?
1: Mm-hmm. One of the few younger couples came and sat next to me on the chairs in the row next to the noisy fountain. And I don't know, I was taking photos, and I think maybe that creeped them out mm-hmm. that I had my phone and I had mm-hmm. it out. I was very much conscious through the whole meeting of. Holding my new iPhone. Yeah. Which, funny enough, and this is not a story worth telling, but I just happen to have like a week long trial of 5G on my phone. Like, I have the capability now, I have an iPhone 13. Pro Max that supports 5G, but I didn't have a 5G plan. And just for this one week, they'd upgraded me to it. And so I was like, okay, I'm coming in with 5G. (laughs) But they can't tell by looking at it. Sure. But anyways, this young couple, I don't know if they just decided to move for some other reason or I was making them uncomfortable, (laughs) but they didn't stay next to me for long.
0: They're like, we get headaches next to this guy and (laughs) unexplained nausea and body aches.
1: I went to take a picture to my right to get the fountain and this woman immediately like pulled her hair over her face and like hunkered over Whoa. so she wouldn't be pictured
0: and i was Whoa. like what are
1: you in the witness protection program
0: yeah
2: what <laughs>
1: And so I said, oh, sorry, I'm not trying to get you. I was just taking a photo of the fountain. She said, I'm not in it, am I? Which she kind of was. But she was much friendlier, at least, Uh since I had mentioned that I wasn't trying to capture her. Yeah, sure. (laughs) But the paranoia was there. Wow. Yeah, she had long, mostly brown hair and like a big white turtleneck.
0: I bet it was one of those, the government has some kind of software that captures all our faces kind of things.
1: Maybe. Here she is. And actually, you can okay. tell she has a mask in that photo. She just hasn't put it on. Oh, it's wow. You know what, I like remember seeing her chin. This lady,
0: yeah. Okay.
1: But she was very friendly after I talk to her and we exchange a little bit of conversation and joking
0: i'm sure you're not gonna post this photo but it's kind of funny because yeah it looks like she's leaning out of it thinking she's just managed to not be in the photo (laughs) but she's just managed to be in the photo i will not share that
1: because clearly she did not want to be photographed sure i just love to think that she's hiding something so her
0: face her face
1: so uh, one woman came up and started giving kind of like a early preamble talk. And it was something about how there's just too many of these cell phone deployment projects going on. Mm. She referred to them as ministerial projects. I wasn't aware of that term.
0: You think she meant municipal?
1: No, apparently it's a yeah. thing in law where it just means that the local governing bodies just kind of execute on a plan that comes from the larger federal government or state government, and they don't really have much say in it. They're just sort
0: of helping
1: execute, but they can't interrupt the process right okay so that seemed to be what she was particularly complaining about Mm. and then the main lady i'm guessing julie Julie. who's kind of the MC of all this she came back and she said yeah like we were trying to get more information about these projects and they made us pay a hundred dollars and she was very upset about Mm, that mm -hmm. fair enough yeah and i should say that i'm gonna say julie i may be wrong on that but i'm pretty sure she was the one who was sort of the MC here she also asked all of us to turn off our Wi Fi and Bluetooth, please. Oh. On our phones and put them in airplane mode. Though I would huh. say a lot more people showed up after she asked that. So.
0: Right. Yeah. That was before I arrived.
1: Not everyone got that memo, but she said that some people have in the past been sensitive and have had to leave the meetings.
0: Oh, for. Okay. Okay.
1: Which I'm really tempted. I'm trying to think of the right way to go about it, but I think I could phrase it right. I would love to get some recruits from this group of people who claim to be sensitive to Wi-Fi signals oh, right. because I would love for the CFIIG to conduct a test where you essentially you are in an area without a bunch of competing Wi-Fi signals and you have a Wi-Fi router that you can turn on or mm-hmm. off yeah. and give them like a few minutes to acclimate and then say, OK, is it on or is it off?
0: There is a few studies on multiple chemical sensitivity where they essentially did that showed that it was a placebo effect. Yeah. So
1: if you're listening or and, no
0: SIBO effect in this case
1: and you're saying, Ross, you jerk, I am Wi-Fi sensitive. Mm-hmm. Let me know. I'd love to sign you up for this yeah. and we can get to the bottom of this. I think you showed up around this time because they started talking about. How they ask Edison workers who show up at their homes or on their streets, like anybody who's wearing a jacket and a hard hat yes. and setting up equipment, they'll go and they'll confront them.
0: Yeah, these poor, like, day workers who are like,
1: Excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> sir, are you yes. doing any work that involves wireless?
0: Uh, no.
1: Uh, well, what kind of work are you doing, sir?
0: Wired. Ma'am, I don't feel like you would understand if I explained to you what it is I'm doing. So I'm trying to think of a way to put it really simply to you. Just standard stuff.
1: So anyways, what we were being told to do or emulate is to give these people a hard time and make sure that they know that they're not allowed to be doing wireless installations without permits. It's illegal. Yeah. And you should be pestering them. And just the this way- so
0: annoying. Yeah.
1: The way that she was presenting this was just, yeah, so embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Some of those people probably don't even know what the larger project is. And God's sake, those are not the people to hassle. They were
1: also complaining about their local representative, Richard mm. Bloom, said that he refuses to talk to them. Ah. I wonder why. It's so interesting. Like, you can present it that way. He refuses to talk to us, but... If we saw the interaction, would we maybe have his side of the story as well? Sure. Maybe there's a reason he refuses to talk to you. Or maybe he's a jerk.
0: Or maybe it's not refusal so much as like he hasn't set up that appointment yet. Mm. You know, what what is refusal? I don't know. Maybe it is how she's describing it, but could be a lot of things.
1: Right. The way she's describing it paints a picture, and I feel like a better understanding of the situation. Richard
0: Bloom, if you're listening to this, we want to hear what's up. Yeah,
1: how did this go down? And also, they were saying that other representatives have been very rude to them, or uh-huh. they've gotten a mixed response at best. Okay. So, um, sorry yeah, to hear that. Here I have in my notes that Carrie arrived, So you're here
0: now. Oh, okay. Phew. Hello.
1: And it's time for them. To I
0: have my phone completely on. Didn't realize. Clip, clap, clip, clap.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think if I actually put my phone in airplane mode I don't think I did
0: okay well I'll tell you who definitely didn't this lady sitting in the same aisle as me oh yeah oh my god her phone kept a ringing and then and every time she'd go like "Ah, <laughs> and pull it out and then, like, start texting this person. And then she'd look around with, like, I'm sorry eyes, like, oh boy, you know, my cousin Kevin, and That's then put it right. back in her lap. And then a few minutes later, it'd be like, and she'd be like, oh, oh can you believe this? I-
1: Do you out. know how to silence your phone? <laughs>
0: you have some way of dealing with this other than rolling your eyes at us.
1: Oh my goodness, oh, ridiculous. So you were on the other side of the fountain. Yeah. And they invited up the main speaker for the evening. Oh,
0: my good man, Larry August.
1: Or Lawrence Gus, if you want to get formal.
0: Yes, but I think he usually goes by Larry. They were calling him Larry. Oh, Larry. <laughs> what a speaker. He's
1: the gift that keeps on giving.
0: What a speaker. He's going to get up and he's going to give a talk that's going to blow us all away because most of us won't quite get exactly what he's trying to say. Excuse me,
1: sir. Can you speak up, please? Oh, yes. No problem. People kept having to say that because, yep, a little quiet.
0: Oh, my goodness. He's so talented. At getting right up to a point, Mm -hmm. sounding very confident as he gets nine-tenths of the way there, then pivoting, circumnavigating where the point might have been, getting somewhere else, but still sounding super confident, and then skirting just before he gets to the next point and circling back around and... It was so frustrating to listen to because mm. for so many people it was clearly working. It was blinding them just enough to be like, "Well, okay. this sounds bad," you yeah, know, and yeah. you could see them nodding along and I was like, "But you didn't actually just say anything. You got really close to saying something <laughs> and then you left." Fair. Anyway, that's my Larry Gust analysis.
1: A white man in his maybe early 70s? I have no
0: idea. He, he could be 20. I don't remember he, faces.
1: He was wearing glasses.
0: Oh, there he is. Yeah, you're right. He 70s. looks like a... 76.
1: He looks like a Bill Nye that Bill Nye would not approve oh. of.
0: No, uh-huh. like roughly. Interesting. Like okay. kind
1: of a sharper brows... And a huh. thin. Yeah, don't narrow Bill face. I don't get the vibe there. Okay.
0: But yeah, older man for sure.
1: And he's what looks like a warm kind of dark blue jacket.
0: Yeah, something you'd buy at R E I. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. To keep him warm on this cold night. So he's got a presentation called The Body Electric. Great. I like the little reference to Walt Whitman and or Ray Bradbury. It's called Factors in Electrobiology, Electromagnetic Radiation and Health by Larry Gust of Gust Environmental in Ventura, California.
0: Gustenviro.com. So much better than whatever that last website was. Everybody take <laughs> down the Wi-Fi and Elk Grove, we hate it, dot net. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly.
1: <laughs> by this point, we had 32 people. So... Now we got a crowd.
0: Now what was lovely is that after this they would send us the entire deck of his slideshow which is lovely when people do this. Yeah,
1: and they often say they'll do it and they don't mm-hmm. get around to it. So I was busy trying to photograph every slide, but I missed some cuz usually he would leave a slide up for a long time, but it was that sort of tricky situation where we've got 6 bullet points but we don't know how many bullet points there are going to be. You know, 3 bullet points go by and I'm like, "Oh, well that's important," so I take a photo. Uh, yeah. Next bullet point, okay, take a photo to delete oh, the this last is still one. The same one. Oh, fifth, one. oh shoot. Okay. There's (laughs) (laughs) i was doing that whole thing and then every time i take a photo i'm super uncomfortable because i know the people behind me are judging me with my electromagnetic device
0: yeah i kept thinking this too i was sitting there with my little pocket computer taking photos and audio (laughs) and stuff and yeah i kept thinking that but there were other people clearly using their phones. So I was like, okay, I yeah. guess we're fine with that. We
1: certainly weren't the only ones, but I did feel some distinct stink eye yeah. from some people.
0: Believable. Okay, now I just want to point out something. This might be my favorite element of Larry Guest's talk. Okay. <laughs> Slide one. The body electric. I'm going to guess that's in like 0.22 font, let's say. Then factors in electrobiology, that's in 14. Mm-hmm. Larry Gust, his name is in probably like 11 to 12 font, then we get to the next slide. And in, like, size 40 font, it says, Dr. Martin Blank, PhD. And then this, like, CV for someone named Dr. Martin Blank, who is not here tonight. Who
1: is not here and actually died three years (laughs) previous. Died in
0: 2018. But if you hadn't been paying incredibly close attention, you you would think this is Dr. Martin Blank.
1: And I still want to find out what the doctor's last name is.
0: (laughs) Dumb. Dumb. (laughs) Dumb. (laughs)
1: So Dr. Martin Blank, of course, he needs no introduction, but he appears to have been a legitimate scientist who was Mm -hmm. well regarded and very involved at many universities, including the University of Cambridge, doing research on membranes, transport processes, excitation and health effects of electromagnetic radiation. And all of this was to set up a Vimeo clip that he played, which was... Dr. Martin Blank speaking at the Commonwealth Club, and it was a fairly long clip, not the whole video, but the gist of it was that, okay, we know that uh, these science people try to tell us that the only harmful effects of non-ionizing radiation, we talked about this at length in the last episode, is heating, and that that's the only concern, and that we shouldn't be worried. But he's saying, no, 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 there are these stress hormones, these heat shock proteins that your cells and your DNA are all affected in other ways other than thermal effects. There are some non-thermal effects of this non-ionizing radiation, Okay, hence 5G, Wi-Fi, all of these things that we were talking about before in the microwave and radio spectrum. And he's saying it has been shown, and there were a couple... Studies mentioned that showed the body responds to extreme heating. Mm -hmm. by producing these proteins because the cells can detect that there's a stressful situation. Something's outside of the normal, healthy environment.
0: Cortisol of the cell.
1: Yeah, exactly. Metaphorically, of course. Right, indeed. And so these have also been now discovered to be present in extreme cold situations and other extremities. So it's not just heat. But from what I can tell from doing a quick read up on this, we're still talking about like a heat shock, like something that's extremely hot.
0: Oh, right. Okay. And
1: he's talking about, again, the thermal effects of this radiation. Mm Mm-hmm. And while we're talking about some of this technical stuff again, I should send out a hearty thank you to Tom Essenprice, oh, a yeah. friend of the show who's guy. an engineer and a ham radio operator and knows of what he speaks. I gave him the unhappy task of reviewing the first 30 <laughs> minutes of the podcast after we'd recorded it to listen through and kind of give me notes. And he gave some very helpful notes on where I could make less of an idiot of myself. And one of the points <laughs> that he's
0: like, Carrie, though, wow. Man, she is on it. She gets it completely.
1: <laughs> and one of the points he was making was that, yes, you can have harmful heat effects from radio frequency and other areas of the spectrum that we consider non-ionizing and usually not harmful if you're very close to one of these antennas or if something's not properly hmm. calibrated. The important thing is not just the wavelength like we were talking about, but the power density, like how much power is present behind that transmission. Okay. That's important. So yeah, if you're very close to a source of one of these transmitters, yes, you can get hurt. You can get burned from radio frequency from microwaves. We all know that, the heating effects of microwaves. So you
0: would, but you would feel warm? Yes, Okay. absolutely. So you'd be standing near it and you'd be like, hot, 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 exactly. hot. And if you stand near anything hot, hot, hot long enough, so, you get hurt? Is exactly, that- yeah. Oh, okay. So it's,
1: so power density is the really important thing to emphasize there. And that's mm-hmm. the point Tom was making, which is very helpful. So yeah, just walking along outside, you're not all of a sudden going to be cooked. You you'd have- be
0: like, why am I so hot standing right here? And then you'd presumably move.
1: Right, so the intensity of the power Source is relevant and it's distance from you because, again, these things dissipate.
0: Yeah. How close are we talking?
1: Within visual distance, you know, like walking distance generally. But again, it matters what that power level is. Mm -hmm. So sometimes if you're out hiking, you may see like a sign that says this is a high RF power areas. Stay back.
0: Uh In in that case,
1: yes, stay back. Okay. That's why the sign's there. It's warning you. And even stay back from the sign, you know, because obviously the things don't obey fences.
0: Sure. Although the fence would presumably be put a little further (laughs) out. Indeed. Okay. But even if I did climb over that fence and walk closer... First thing I'm gonna notice is like it's fucking hot here.
1: You'll start slowly heating up, yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. uh, theoretically, right. you know. Okay. I don't know what situation we're talking about. But yeah, you'll see it coming essentially. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, in this clip that he's showing us of Dr. Martin Blank, I think who am I to judge this esteemed scientist? But I think he was kind of making this leap saying, Well, if we can demonstrate heating, then mm-hmm. we can show that the cells are aware of this and responding to this and creating these stress proteins in response and it's messing with our bodies and he couldn't say anything more definite than that just that well this has been shown therefore we should be very slow in right. our adoption we should look at this more
0: And when was he saying this? Cuz he died 3 years before we even saw this clip. So
1: Right. How and slow
0: to slow have to be.
1: And this was in 2010. Okay. And yeah as far as i can tell like i'm looking at The World Health Organization and the FCC's website and the World Health Organization is saying some members of the public have attributed a diffuse collection of symptoms to low levels of exposure to electromagnetic fields Mm -hmm. at home.
0: They certainly have.
1: Reported symptoms include headaches, anxiety, suicide and depression, nausea, fatigue and loss of libido. To date, scientific evidence does not support a link between these symptoms to exposure to electromagnetic fields at least some of these health problems may be caused by noise or other factors in the environment or by anxiety related to the presence of new technologies Mm -hmm. and the fcc had a very similar statement and then they mentioned that like we have measurements for these things we know kind of what the body can handle so for example for cell phone devices there's a threshold level referred to as the specific absorption rate or sar which is measured in watts per kilogram. So for example, on your cell phone, there's a limitation from the FCC that it not exceed 1.6 watts per kilogram. And so I looked up, for example, this iPhone 13 that I just mentioned, and it's something like 1.18, depending on the model, Watts per kilogram. So it's well within that level. Apparently, the threshold value for the whole body is four watts per kilogram, according to the FCC. So, anyways, these are things that are known. And every time that one of these advocates says something like, more study is needed, Mm -hmm. you go, well, how much more? Is it Because, yeah, we have, according to the World Health Organization, we have 25,000 articles published over the past 30 years. And all of this is pretty well-established yeah. science. Yeah. And sure, maybe 5G is new, but we know about power densities. We know about these thresholds. We know what these things put out and what the fall-off rates are. We can measure them. So there's no real area of mystery here. Right. And we have regulation, as we should, over these devices and what they put out. Anyways, whenever you hear kind of, at least in this context, more study is needed. Like, really? How much more at mm-hmm. this point? This is basic physics.
0: I wonder if maybe then we should stop naming these things. Like maybe it should just be like, okay, the whole circuitry is getting an upgrade <laughs>
1: yeah. instead
0: of saying like 5G and making it seem like this like different category of thing.
1: That's interesting. I like it, except then you're butting up against the real motive, which is to increase profits.
0: Right. They want a this marketing is the campaign. the other problem is-
1: You're th- getting the new fancy thing and the old right. thing is obsolete.
0: In the US where we like took away all social services and we were like, let's privatize it. You mm-hmm. are asking for that problem where everybody names everything and gives it a personality. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It has a cool. marketing campaign it's cool around
1: we it. Did. We made this point in the previous episode, but it bears repeating. Just because these dangers to the body are not quite what are being advertised by this group that we're talking about right now, doesn't mean that gives a blank check of moral responsibility yeah. to these telecom companies and the government that there's a lot of bad and shady stuff that's happening. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. Maybe we'll talk about that more in a future episode.
1: Maybe Who we knows? will return to that Who topic.
0: freaking nose.
1: So going back to Larry Gus. So he played that video clip for us, and then he was ready to tell us more about EMF and the dangers on our body.
0: Excellent, and he is well equipped. And let me tell you why. Please do. Larry Gust. He is a building a biologist. Now you might be saying to yourself, "Wait, Carrie, biology is the study of living things in a building."
1: Yeah, maybe that's just not a lie. Misspoke. Is he a budding biologist?
0: Nope. Building. Okay. So. There is an organization called the Building Biology Institute, or BBI. Okay. Anytime they say their name, they do that very annoying thing where they insist on putting the registered trademark R <laughs> after Building Biology Institute. Like, I'm going to steal that, but cool. anyway. yeah. So <laughs> Larry, <laughs> Larry Gust got credentialing from this organization. Anyone can get this credential by doing their program. It's open to working professionals. It's also open to the general public. They do self-led online classes, and then you do have to also do 50 hours of hands-on experience with someone from the organization. Okay. Program, 6,000 bucks. Here are some of the things that the Building Biology Institute believes. Okay. Number one, humans retrieve color information through their skin. What? And thus- we should all be more aware of how each color helps or harms the human body.
1: Oh, we could test this at the CFIIG. <laughs> yeah. If you can sense color through your skin.
0: Without your eyes open? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. We want to talk to you <laughs> without your eyes open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: right. Because color can affect mood. Color can, ex- you know, affect mm-hmm. these psychological mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Black chalkboards are poison for a child's mind.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> That you believe that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Black chalkboards? I
0: you know, I'm not certified, so I couldn't. Not green, you. not
1: whiteboards. Okay, all right.
0: Number three. Metal bed frames can amplify and distort the Earth's magnetic field to the detriment of your human health.
1: Well, that's true. Oh. Just kidding.
0: Neat. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Plugged-in alarm clocks cause severe long-term illness.
1: Do they actually have a list like this or you managed to find these claims? I okay. found them all independently wow. and made
0: my own list. No big deal. Okay. Number five, smart meters should not be installed in homes because they might cause harm.
1: Okay, Sure. <laughs> and we, we could imagine harm possibly existing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. let's get rid of them. Yeah, this is the crowd that hates smart meters.
0: Yes, definitely. As did Lori Spagna.
1: Yeah, no, I want a man to come fight with my gate, get barked at by my dog. I want him to come look at the meter himself. None of this wireless reporting.
0: And number six, light dimmers are harmful to human health.
1: Okay, all of those I'd love to hear their justification for. Yeah. Wow. So Um, they've certified Larry Gust,
0: huh? Yes. He is a certified building biology environmental consultant, a certified electromagnetic radiation specialist from the Building Biology Institute. And he has even been teaching classes there since 1996.
1: At the BBI?
0: Yeah, at the (laughs) esteemed BBI.
1: Registered trademark. Yeah, on his website, gustenviro.com, you can see him perform one of his on-site inspections and it feels a lot like a ghost show uh, but with EMF mm. where he's leading this poor woman around her house and she's really into this. She's got some kind of food show so we're actually watching a food show but there's an episode <laughs> dedicated to an exorcism of her house and all of the electronic <laughs> devices and he's literally sometimes just like waving around this device to get some kind of reading and there are shots of him like standing in front of her TV and getting a, like a loud whine from the device and her going... <gasps> Is that what's affecting me every night while I sleep?
0: I wonder if she also believes in ghosts, and if so, if she's making the connection that this is also a meter that's used on those ghost shows to detect ghosts.
1: Oh, I bet we could get on an episode of her show as Ghostbusters. (laughs) I would make that a life goal, except I've got other things to do.
0: Yeah, fair. You were watching that video here at my living room table, mm-hmm. and I wasn't watching it with you, but I could just hear it. And the sound cues in that were bizarre, <gasps> all over
1: the place. <laughs>
0: it was like budu, budu, boop, boop 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 and then she'd be like, "Oh, I think we're all gonna die." And then Wah. the next song, yeah, it just be like I ain't rare. I was telling Ross, it seems like it would be like the score to problem child a
1: lot of people were having fun that's funny i know the guy who played the problem child
0: no way yeah
1: he's a friend of a friend
0: oh my gosh so i've
1: met him a few times
0: is he still acting
1: no what and does he
0: do his
1: name is mike and funny enough when i met him i thought problem child was like child's play <laughs> like it was like a like a scary film yeah <laughs>
0: So I, I mean, it is to the anti in the crowd. Okay,
1: I just remember thinking, like, oh, I wonder if he was at all traumatized by being in that role. And then one time, like, Kara started playing problem child. I was like, oh, this is this is like a, a comedy. This is not at all what I had in mind. This
0: is a little boy peeing in lemonade. Yeah,
1: <laughs> seems like a nice guy.
0: But oh i hope he listens his
1: friends call him pc cute yeah
0: so he's like john hodgman he was also a pc <laughs>
1: oh, Yeah. okay that's right i get it i'm a mac i'm a pc okay,
0: okay so larry's Bonavides. back to him he is an electrical engineer he is a past certified mold remediator for ah. the indoor air quality association so he, probably- he let
1: that one slide Yeah, yeah, he's no longer doing that.
0: Yeah. And for 25 years, he was a member of management at Dow Chemical and then at the Mobile Corporation. This is according to his website. And he says he worked in manufacturing, product development, and total quality management. I'm interested, though, in his time working for Dow Chemical. Yeah,
1: for this group, that would be like, you know, the big bogeyman.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some deserved, some not. I wonder if he's like a rich oil guy. I would be interested to hear his sort of like, changing teams story yeah. if that's the implication here
1: right kind of like one of those Christian motivation speakers says oh yeah I used to be a man of the world Right? I would be dating women all the time
2: mm-hmm. and I
1: got so bored of it and I realized I was empty in my life
0: you yeah need that I was a tur- hardcore atheist
1: turnaround story yeah right Yeah, I laughed at God
0: when I, when I was 19 and mad at my mom for an <laughs> evening yeah but he also has a personal investment in this issue okay So on his website, it says, Lawrence got his start in this field in 1987 when both he and his wife were made environmentally ill by their home and work environments. Want to
1: hear that story?
0: Yeah. Then it goes on, he has learned the hard way through personal experience about creating an environment that supports health. And like I can think of totally versions of that that I would not object to. Like if there was black mold in his house or mm-hmm. something, then yeah, totally. Well, and
1: he's a mold guy.
0: Right. So it seems like it could be something that simple. Or are we talking about like, you yep. know, you convince what yourself in- that your microwave made you horny.
1: <laughs> what happened in 1987 that gave you this yeah. kind of exposure? Drew was joking about this uh, earlier. Like, you know, what was it? Your Atari yeah. or your CRT <laughs> clued you in? Speaking of Drew... This is about when he Spears? showed up.
0: Oh, that's right. Did we take three cars? Yes. Is that right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Drew showed up separately.
0: You know what? I think what happened is that he went to find parking. He didn't want to do what you did. Ah. He's not lawless. Okay. So
1: you came in the same car. Co- okay, good. Yeah. Well, yeah, good. We're saving right. the environment slightly.
0: Yeah. But he did want to catch this talk and these vegan desserts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we brought the whole posse.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is also the time at which the fountain turned off. I put it in my notes because I was grateful. <laughs> Why did I sit next to this goddamn fountain? It's so loud.
0: Yeah, I was sitting, like, on the fountain, not on the water. Don't picture something crazy, you guys, but, like, on the little bridge, the little moat.
1: They couldn't complain about the Zoom call not letting in enough people, so they were, like, grabbing waiters and saying, like, hey, you need to turn on this fountain. They said they were going to turn it off, mm -hmm. so that's what we were complaining about instead. I was trying to get a photo of you, but then I realized, with everyone watching me use my phone, I would look like some creepy stalker if I, like, zoomed in on you. (laughs) And then I'd be like, I know her, I
2: swear it's okay.
0: (laughs) Well, don't worry, I would ask a question at one point and I think you got a picture of Yeah, then again. I
2: got a picture of you.
0: So should I also tell you while, while we're paused here about the people who started In of the Seventh Ray yes. where we're going to this magnificent you've been, event?
1: You've been teasing this for a while. Now I want to know what happened. How yeah, did they it probably won't
0: live up to your expectation at this point, but okay.
1: UFO cult, UFO cult, UFO cult.
0: Oh boy, it's really not going to lift up to your oh, expectations. It's
1: not like the Integratron that had a good origin no, story. not
0: quite like that. Okay, but... It's owned by this woman named Lucy Yanni and- uh, Or
1: Lucy Laurel.
0: <laughs> that took me a sec.
1: Depending on how you hear things.
0: And she and her late husband, Ralph- owned it together for a number of years, Mm -hmm. and Ralph was an avowed nudist,
2: so I was
0: able to find several newspaper clippings of him just defending nudism to whatever local outlet would come to interview him about being a nudist.
1: Well, and that's bold, because you've got to defend it without any armor.
0: (laughs) Touche. Yeah, you know, none of the clippings that I saw were like, and by the way, his dick was out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so
1: Well, now I'm picturing him and his naked body all over that location.
0: I don't know that he was like so avowedly nudist that he wouldn't just put on clothes if the situation called for it, but Fair would enough. go to nudist retreats and stuff. That's and, exciting. Yeah, right? And he was really into it in the 70s. Now, Ralph was a psychiatrist. Which is interesting because therapists, of course, are like mental health professionals yeah. or so psychologists. Psychiatrists sometimes also offer therapy, but like the difference is that you can prescribe drugs. Right. So this just seems like a funny crowd to have like a psychiatrist as your founder. Yeah. You know, because a lot of these. Folks tend. What an oddity this restaurant
1: in this location is,
0: right? Uh, I I guess
1: a nudist camp would not qualify for one of our investigations.
0: Yeah, not unless they were like, and it heals your. Yeah, yeah,
1: because of the. Healing sun's rays. Yeah. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Now, Lucy, who's still with us, she is and was a therapist. So even when they started it, she was a therapist and she still is. She still has her license. She seems to be trained in Freudian psychoanalysis.
1: Oh, my. Very exciting. Okay.
0: But here's where it gets really great. Lucy and Ralph were followers of Guru Ma, also known as Elizabeth Clare Prophet. She's the one who was in Montana and was like, hey, everybody, there's going to be like the end of the world in a second here. We all need to get in bunkers underneath Montana.
1: Oh, her books are in the bookstore.
0: Oh, okay, There you go.
3: Wow. And
0: they were like. Big time followers. So even after one of her prescribed dates came and went, and a yeah. lot of people were like, hey, wait a minute. No, no, no. I see what's going on here. I'm leaving mm-hmm. the group. The Yannis stayed.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: at one point, a former member sued Elizabeth Claire Prophet, saying, You've been telling everybody my personal business. I would come to you during confession. And it mm-hmm. seems like you're just like, flabbering to people about it. And she was like, no, 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 no. The only person I tell, and I do tell him everything, is Ralph Yanny, my personal psychiatrist. Oh, no. So I wonder if he was like a drug provider to Guru Ma.
1: What a wild... Series of events here. Okay. Right? Yeah.
0: Pretty nuts. Anyway, this is all just like buried in old news articles. It's like nowhere on their website. Like it's not. Yeah. They're not talking about this. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Fun stuff. Okay. That's it. That's what I had to say about them.
1: Thank you for sharing that, Carrie. You're so welcome. Okay. So now he's going to get into the nitty gritty in okay. this presentation. And by he, we mean Larry Gust. He's still up there. Okay. So he's got a slide he's got many slides, but he's got one that essentially is just what we were talking about in our last episode, which is the whole electromagnetic spectrum. And he highlights along these various bands that we were talking about, and it's helpful to have a visual, which he did, different things that would fall along those particular bands of the spectrum. So you see the radio tower where there's AM and FM, you see the cell phone tower Above that, you see the Wi-Fi, then you see the microwaves, then you see your infrared, your visible light, UV, your X-rays, your gamma rays, and your cosmic rays. So that was very exciting, and he was highlighting certain areas to let us know kind of what we were talking about in this particular talk, mostly communications radiations. So he said that the effects of electromagnetic fields are cumulative and slow acting. The idea is that you're not instantly destroyed by Wi-Fi, but just exposure over time. That's how these harms will be realized. And he correctly distinguished ionizing and non-ionizing radiation. So definitely got that whole thing, but said that overall, our exposure numbers are going up utility lines and wiring faults and current flow on pipes and ducts and AC lines and electrical devices.
0: Is this where he was also saying, like, not everybody's symptomatic? So he's saying a lot of people are going to be, like, asymptomatic, and they're going to think, like, well, nothing's happening to me. But meanwhile, your cells are going nuts. They're being exposed to this radiation, and you're going to pay the piper sometime down the mm. road. It just hasn't happened yet.
1: Right. And we have to wonder, like you were pointing out in the last episode, and yet we still live into our 80s and 90s. So what, what is the specific...
0: Yeah. Doomed?
1: How do you measure this harm? What is it doing? How is it decreasing our quality or length of life?
0: And it has to be so much worse that it like makes it not worth it to get all the other progress as we get for the technology like, if it cuts off six months of my life, right. but it gives me self-driving cars that might add 30 years to my life because I don't die in a car crash, obviously that's worth it. You know, so you, there's yeah. always these trade-offs. And
1: Right. So, yeah, what's the claim here? If we somehow got rid of all these sources, mm-hmm. w- what would be the benefit? Would we be mm-hmm. healthier and in what way? Like, how would you right. spell out that health increase? Or would our life expectancy go up? Because it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> right. We are... Going to live the longest of anyone ever, ever up to this point.
1: Yeah. And he was, throughout this, he was giving recommendations of kind of like feng shui for your house, but on an electrical and magnetic level. So, for example, he was saying, you don't want a fridge on the other side of the wall from where you're sleeping.
0: He doesn't want anything anywhere near my bedroom. Correct. I mean, nothing. He doesn't want you to have an alarm clock. He doesn't want you to have cords under your bed. He doesn't want you to have your cell phone, obviously, but if you must have it, have it in airplane mode.
1: And if he comes to your house and waves around his various devices, he's going to be measuring magnetic fields in milligauss, and he's going to be measuring electric fields in volts per meter. So these are the things that he's telling us are so harmful that we need to worry about. And he has a list of magnetic field health effects so specifically for magnetic fields he says that they can lead to cancer childhood leukemia which is type of cancer mm-hmm. migraine headaches oh no uh-oh it me cardiovascular disorders
0: okay sleep
1: disorders and hormone disorders
0: hmm big claims yeah Big claims. Uh, How do we know that?
1: So, well, we're just going to accept it for now. But <laughs> he gives us some prudent avoidance just for magnetic fields. Okay. He says, like you were pointing out, sleeping area is the first priority. Yes. Get those devices away from where you're sleeping because you spend, you know, like eight hours a day there.
0: Yeah. And this is supposed to be a restorative time when these sort of like magical connections are happening in your brain. You do not want to fuck with that. You do not want to fuck with that. He's not using the word fuck. I'm summarizing.
1: Yeah. Good summary. Thank you. So be careful of what's on the other side of a wall. You want to avoid an electric blanket.
0: Oh, damn.
1: No water beds.
0: No water beds? Why?
1: I don't know. I guess because they need some kind of equipment. I don't know.
0: Huh. I've not never, that I know of.
1: Never really spent much time with a waterbed. Heating pads? Nope. Even clocks. Move your clock yeah, away. Yeah,
0: he's big on this clock issue. Or
1: get a battery-powered clock. So that's yes. ba- as long as it's not coming from the wall. And in that little consultation video we watched, he was telling the lady, well, even if you have your Xbox plugged in, if it's turned off, it's putting out a bunch of power. So, you know, this is dangerous. Uh, use an LCD TV, not plasma. Nowadays, that's not really an issue. Like, you know, I think you have to work really hard to find a plasma TV. So. Oh,
0: really? Plasma doesn't just mean like flat against... By wall. No. Yeah. Okay, like yeah, plasma. Yeah. No, I totally knew that. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah. Yeah. is <laughs> like a particular technology that gets very hot. And yeah, it's not very efficient. So it's a good okay. thing plasmas have gone away. Totally
0: knew that. Absolutely. There
1: can be wiring problems. That's another thing that he warns us about. And then he moves on to a case study.
0: Okay. This is where my ears <laughs> perk up. Because yeah. I read a lot of case studies. Yeah. So a case study is usually a clinician has seen somebody and they've observed like something somewhat unusual in their path of care. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, that's interesting. Now, I recognize as a scientist that this is an anecdote, but I'm going to try to do my best and get an accurate full-bodied picture of this situation. And maybe other researchers can check it, see if I have any flaws in my thinking. And from there, perhaps... Proper laboratory studies can be conducted to confirm or deny the thing I think I've observed.
1: That sounds useful and necessary.
0: Yeah, so I can't wait to see (laughs) the way that Larry Gust has ensured that this important step in the scientific process was carried out. Please tell us, how did he do it?
1: Well, we have a photo of a girl who could be happier. (laughs) (laughs) yeah this
0: guy loves clip art
1: that lets us know that she's upset Yeah, I wonder if it's the actual girl that's mentioned though it says that this is about a healthy four year old girl and this girl looks older than four I'd say she was like 10 or 11
0: oh yeah that's interesting actually now I'm looking at the same picture you are and mostly he grabs pictures of models on the internet sure But this feels like it might be his granddaughter.
1: I would assume it should be the girl mentioned. And it's healthy four-year-old girl in Marin, California. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that child's older than four. And
1: you could imagine the same description for an exorcism client or something. She became lethargic. She had no appetite. She had rectal bleeding. Mm, Seems bad. And there was a medical exam and there was no... Clue given as to the problem, they just had no idea what's wrong with her. But argument
0: from ignorance, but okay.
1: But an eighty milligauss magnetic field was found in her bed and play yard. Okay. In, in that video of him doing the consultation, he would get a little freaked out anytime he saw ten milligauss in the environment. Oh wow! Okay. And he said like, "Oh, this is now we're starting this to worry." What we want. So okay. she had extreme magnetic fields okay. here. Okay. Uh, they moved, and the child recovered completely. <laughs>
0: okay, so
1: there we go. That's the only takeaway from this.
0: I want to know so much about that. Lethargic is one of those like terms that can mean a million things that can come from a million places. That's very susceptible to subjectivity. Blah mm-hmm. blah, blah. No appetite. Okay, again, could mean a lot of things. Rectal bleeding, I mean, could be really bad or could be like, you cut yourself wiping. Like, we need more information Uh, than this, mm -hmm. you know?
1: So he had warned us about magnetic fields. Now he was saying we also need to worry about electric fields. So the sources of these could be a lamp or an appliance, an extension cord, Again, the electric blanket. A waterbed heater.
0: Heater. There we go. So if you've
1: got a cold waterbed, you're okay. Yeah. (laughs) Energized wiring in the walls or ceiling or floor.
0: E-fields that pervade space in all rooms
1: apparently that's just a constant and sure there are electric fields in our houses again ghost hunters love this all mm-hmm, they have to do is right. bring in an emf meter and be like oh my goodness we got a hot spot here like yeah you're probably close to an outlet
0: there's a fun episode where we went to Arizona to help a guy who felt like he was haunted and Especially on his bed, there was like high EMF. And while we were standing there, I was like, well, are we near a plug? And it turned out he had like (laughs) his actual bed was plugged in. Go figure. I like this sentence. Our body acts as an antenna for the fields.
1: Yep. All right. In
0: what way? What am I connected to? Where am I giving the power to? It's
1: just we absorb them. Mm -hmm. And that's dangerous.
0: That doesn't seem the same.
1: An alternating voltage is produced on and in the body. Interesting. And to detect this, you can use an E-field meter, which measures those volts per meter. So there we go. Now we've identified the two different types of ambient fields that we need to worry about in the home and elsewhere. And so now he lists the health effects of the electric fields. And this is based on 10,000 inspections. Damn. I'm assuming not all by him.
0: So electric fields, they aggravate allergies, Mm
1: -hmm. disturb
0: sleep- they night sweat <laughs> they heart palpitation okay they muscle and nerve pain mm-hmm. they waking tired they daytime irritability and they bedwetting in children
1: uh, that's a lot of things okay so we have magnetic fields we have electric fields and now sally fields
0: <laughs> oh my god I'm so glad that you found a way to bring her up, because I got to say, one of the best books I've read in the last few years was her memoir. Really? Oh, you know what? Highly recommend. I heard
1: someone else raving about it.
0: Okay. Yeah, It could have been me another time. Totally could have. Oh, my God. So good. Mwah, mwah.
1: Okay. That's great. Better
0: than Larry Gust's presentation, I'd even say.
1: If she is behind the wall as you are sleeping- should be concerned about that though. What? Sally Fields.
0: Oh god. <laughs> I, I would be concerned about that. I'd be like, you're a great actress, but what are you doing?
1: Yeah. Did you want to lay down? You know, you shouldn't just be standing there the whole time. It's kind of creepy.
0: So <laughs> next we get another case study. Yeah. Oh my gosh, another peer reviewed, published anecdote but carefully collected by a clinician. Is that what it is?
1: Okay, this one is a hundred percent clip art. Like just he yes. found a picture online. This is not the kid.
0: Totally. It's
1: a 13-year-old boy. He had a history of bedwetting and, again, went to the doctor's. And the doctors were baffled. They're they always baffled.
0: Explain it.
1: I always love it when there's a scientist who's baffled.
0: Mm-hmm. I love they've never seen anything like it. I was like, mm-hmm. I really wonder exactly how that expressed that to you, but okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And of course, the perennial. They said that he would not survive. Right. They gave him two weeks to live. <laughs>
0: like they were gonna go murder him after <laughs> two weeks or something. <laughs> oh, they gave you a conservative guess. So you'd right. be pleasantly surprise they gave you the lower end and
1: probably a range of guesses to help influence your behavior and it turned out to be the best case scenario that's great we're happy for you (laughs) But come on, don't try to turn the doctors into these people trying to kill you.
0: Yeah, they probably helped you out quite a lot. By the way, this picture of this young boy that definitely is unlicensed clip art has a watermark on it.
1: Yeah, it does. Okay, so now I know not to trust that previous photo of the girl.
0: Though I did run a tin eye search on that one and I couldn't find it anywhere else on the internet.
1: Well done uh, doing the search. Thank you. I love in the bullet points here, even though they've introduced that he had a history of bedwetting, this 13-year-old boy, not Larry Gust. One of the bullet points is, special underpants set off alarm. (laughs) And for a moment, I just wanted that to be a comment on him being a Mormon or something. Uh, but uh, Yeah,
0: maybe it's like if he pees at night, it like goes wee-wee-wee-wee woo, 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 and wakes him up. Oh, maybe that's part of the maybe. Like, training it uh, out of you uh, process. Oh, oh, I get
1: it. Maybe the special underpants had an electrical component. Yeah. Ah, and that's what's
0: causing oh, the problems. Oh, absolutely. Yep, you're right.
1: And so when the 5,000 millivolts, Well, why don't you just say five volts then? Electric field was reduced. The bedwetting ended that night.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I'm sure before he had nights where he did not wet his bed. Sure. Anyways, okay. I mean,
0: also, he was necessarily older at that point. Mm -hmm.
1: Probably naturally going to end at some point.
0: And I see that one of the bullet points is psychiatric treatment started, which is just presented as like, we all know that's negative no matter what. Mm -mm. I would like to point out. Excuse me, sir, you are in a restaurant owned by a psychiatrist, so maybe be respectful.
1: I liked it when Larry pointed out bedwetting is one of the effects of electrical field exposure. Hmm. He said, believe it or not. Thought, All right. <laughs> All not, right. Not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Asked and answered. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the options. Okay, next we have a slide called Electric Field Prudent Avoidance.
1: So yeah, I'm sure all of you now are thinking, well, shoot, I don't want to wet my bed tonight. I better start unplugging things. Mm-hmm. What do I do, Carrie?
0: Well, Prudence, you will want to unplug all your electrical devices within six feet.
1: Now I picture Larry Gus with a guitar singing, dear Prudence, <laughs> unplug all electrical devices within six feet.
0: You should have no extension cords. No
1: extension no cords. No power near strips your bed. And near your bed.
0: Eliminate electric blanket pads Water, eliminate bed electric blanket
1: pads, water bed heater Water bed heater Run prudence. bed
0: heater during day And unplug <laughs> at night
1: Unplug electrically operated beds Oh yeah, he was talking about how You know those beds they have in hospitals That raise and lower That's horrible, get away yeah. from that thing It's got wires all over it
0: Right, and he was saying not to have that in your own bed Like, you know, people will have these Sleep number beds where
1: those fools One
0: side can raise up While the other stays steady or whatever I wonder
1: he how he feels up. about about really bad. Clap on, clap off.
0: Oh yeah, the clapper. I used to have one of the. Have you ever had one? No. It's pretty cool. I
1: feel like I've missed out now. Yeah,
0: it's pretty cool. I got one in like 2008 or something, really late for the clapper. Okay. <laughs> and we don't have any in this room, though. Oh. Yeah. But when I worked at Farm Sanctuary, I had one, and I would clap my light on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well,
1: now I have an Alexa, so I can say, Alexa, turn on the light.
0: Oh, sure. And
1: I hope I just turned on some people's lights there. Yeah. I've learned recently that you can say, Alexa, talk about Bruno. And she has a very funny response.
0: We don't talk about Bruno? She's
1: like, shh,
0: don't talk about Bruno. Uh,
1: yeah. I and can't... then like there's thunder in the distance. That's pretty funny.
0: Okay. So next we're going to learn about radio frequency fields or RF. Good. And by the way, you're probably thinking like Carrie keeps setting up this point about case studies and not following up. Don't worry. I will follow up. We'll get there.
1: Okay. Yeah. We get another clip from Martin Blank.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever the fuck <laughs> his last name was. <laughs>
1: um, See, it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> That's a fun joke to make.
0: (laughs) Wow, aggro. Uh, (laughs) Radio frequency fields are RF. And then underneath that on this slide, it says, International scientists appeal on electromagnetic fields. Spokesperson, Martin Blank, Ph.D. So are we going to hear from him somehow?
1: Yeah, he played another clip. It's just oh, okay. not I included. This.
0: Okay, Love the next slide, though.
1: Oh, yeah. We get our electromagnetic spectrum again, a different visualization of it.
0: Oh, I mean, one before that, it's just a man on a cell phone. It takes up the entire slide. And that's it. That's it, baby. That's all you need.
1: Looks like an Indian gentleman yeah. uh, with a cell phone. Yeah, I think that may have been part of a slideshow. While he was playing the other Martin Blank clip, he was showing us a slideshow of these people using their cell phones, and we were supposed to feel very sorry for them. Oh, okay. And Martin Blank had some particular points to make during this little video that he played. He warned us that fatal brain cancer is tripled with cell phones everywhere, all over the world.
0: Wow. Okay. That seems like a huge headline. That seems like something that would have to be actively suppressed in order for that not to get out.
1: Yep. He also said that we are part of an experiment without our consent.
0: I mean, to some degree, that's true all the time.
1: Another big point of Martin Blanks is that these 5G signals, these other wireless signals, mess directly with our DNA. Oh, right. So not just creating those stress proteins, but also somehow, I think he tried to spell this out, but it never quite set with me. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, the thing about the twins?
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. Something to do with like the copying mechanism or some portion of the DNA molecule itself was affected by this ambient radiation.
0: And he invoked autism in that explanation.
1: Mm, Saying it's a potential consequence.
0: Well, it was very confusing. It was like... They've taken identical twins who have the same DNA at birth, and after they've been alive a while, oh, right. they have different DNA, which, yes, okay, because of their life experience, it's like slightly altered.
1: He led Implication, I think, do a lot of heavy lifting here.
0: But then said, and if you do the same with a mother and her artistic child, you also see this? It's like, what? Do you think you just said? Yeah. I didn't follow and you threw autism in the mix. And any
1: identical twins have different genomes. There's Mm -hmm. drift for a lot of different reasons. So yeah, I think he was letting a lot of implication fall into the cracks there so we could jump to our own conclusions.
0: Yeah, and even then it was not a complete thought.
1: This next slide has the electromagnetic spectrum as we've never seen it before because it's a new slide. And he's showing where these various devices fall. And this is kind of useful info where your AM radio falls and your FM radio and your TV channels and your cell phones and your cordless phones and your Wi-Fi and just kind of which parts of the bands those Mm -hmm. occupy. And I think they're kind of roughly correct. And he shows where 5G is now, but where 5G will be in the future is a separate designation off towards this scary microwave end of things.
0: Up near the pink end.
1: Oh, no, it's getting pink.
0: So now we're going to talk about different devices that cause radio frequency emissions. Your smartphones, your antennas, your Bluetooth devices, baby monitors. Oh, Mm -hmm. collective gasp from the crowd. (gasps) You don't want that.
1: Bluetooth devices. Oh,
0: my God. Now that I think about it, like the implications of that. So now you either have to stand next to your baby at all times or walk out of the room and have nothing there monitoring your baby. Yeah, nothing Those monitoring your baby. Yep. Not good. Especially because babies can I mean, babies can die a lot easier than adults. Mm-hmm. They can die kind of mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. Gotta, All right.
1: Got to monitor them. Yeah. <laughs> Utility smart meters, of course, were a device that causes RF. And the most concerning is the electric meter. Oh, mm-hmm. awful.
0: Awful. Of course, he gets into thermal and non-thermal factors in these devices, Mm -hmm. constant refrain here.
1: we've acknowledged that, yes, there can be a thermal effect of these devices being very close to you for long periods of time. You should be able to detect that. But he referred to that as the microwave effect. So essentially it's cooking you.
0: Right. But I think he actually said it's cooking you.
1: Yeah, I think that's fear mongering. Now, there's lots of things that can heat you up.
0: Right and just you know, Golly Spears is sitting in my lap and she's heating me up.
1: Exactly, yeah. It was just you know, stay comfortable. He let us know that there's a stated safety limit for cell phones and that it's supposed to be one tenth of what is needed to heat your tissues. But he said, no, they're lying and they changed everything like ten years ago with these standards. So
0: oh wow, yeah, they're lying.
1: He's saying that you know these supposed thresholds of safety are just being wantonly ignored.
0: Wow, okay. Big claim. Big claim. I'm sure he's got a case study to back it up.
1: He does mention that SAR, the specific absorption rate, but he says they measure that with like a model that has gel to simulate skin and brain. Oh, right. That's far away from a human as you can get. So he just didn't trust these values.
0: I've Yes. I've seen this before where they try to make this point that like, okay, fine, something was considered safe, but the crash test dummies or- Mm. Animal models, or whatever, are not close enough for me personally. It's like, okay, fine, but like maybe you don't know enough about the modeling. Uh, Maybe you don't know. Maybe
1: you're just not an expert in this particular (laughs) thing. Right. He was also pointing out that different tissues respond differently, such as eyes are more sensitive to heating effects, but he didn't have any specific test cases for us to talk about someone's eyes being damaged right and also like
0: that could mean a million things like if i'm using my hair dryer and i put it on my eyes yeah it's a lot worse than me putting it on my face or my hair but if that's all you mean yeah
1: right then
0: Uh, that's useless don't
1: do that yeah no one does it (laughs)
2: Right.
1: yeah so here he was like directly addressing some of these kind of responses that i gave and others would mm-hmm. give to these potential harms and I feel like here he was actively misleading he said that the FCC radiation standard is deficient that it's not really protecting us said that 10,000 studies in the past you know 20 plus years have shown non-thermal effects on cells okay that doesn't seem to agree with what we're hearing from the World Health Organization and the FCC he points out conflicts of interest. Oh, and then I have in my notes that someone's phone rings and it makes me feel better about my phone.
0: Oh, I'm sure that was the woman. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yep. No. That lady. I can see her. I can see her in my mind's
1: eye. He mentioned that the FCC had been sued by the CHD. I'm not sure that must be
0: California Health Department.
1: Okay. And that got an applause from the audience. Everyone was really oh, excited. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Someone's suing someone the sued FCC. And then he talks about 5G and what the supposed benefits are supposed to be. And he's like, okay, so you can watch a movie on your phone. Who wants to watch a movie on their phone anyway? So that's how he kind of like just Uh disregards all of those advances in technology that could come from the greater bandwidth and the reduced latency and all those other benefits.
0: Yeah. I don't want to watch it on my phone either.
1: Fair. But there's other things we want to do with that bandwidth.
0: Self-driving cars. Self-driving cars. Self-driving cars. Yes. I don't know if I've let my enthusiasm for self-driving cars yeah. be oh, yeah. apparent. And but people wrote I us, really yep. them.
1: "Yeah, we get it. Self-driving cars are not yet fully up to their full capabilities yet. That will take uh-huh. a lot of the bandwidth." People were riding us and oh, saying, oh, cool. "You don't realize they're not fully autonomous yet. We're only at level two and not level." Yeah, we get it. I'm excited <laughs> about self-driving cars, like I am about cell-cultured meat. You know, uh-huh, it's uh-huh. great promise, and that it's coming.
0: It's coming. Yeah, it's on its way. So there's more of the same, and eventually we get to the demands of 5G activists. When he says 5G activists, in this context, he means anti-5G activists, so they want to restrict the 5G to commercial and industrial areas, keep 5G and 4G out of residential neighborhoods entirely. Oh, wow. Right?
1: 5G and 4G. Okay, so we want to- get retro back here. the clock residential yeah. neighborhoods okay
0: yeah hmm. and he wants you the person watching this presentation to become an activist because without you there will be no change we need to pressure our government our local officials even if that means suing them invites us all to look more at 5 gfreecaliforniaorg and 5 dot wordpress.com. Which, like, I haven't looked at that website, but I would suspect that if it were made on Squarespace, it would be more beautiful.
1: There was a big focus on fiber and getting fiber-wired connections mm-hmm. to Helps homes, to which is absolutely great, yeah. It is part of the Build Back Better infrastructure plan to get fiber to more places yeah that should be the backbone yeah and i wasn't aware of this but we talked to someone and we'll i'm sure we'll cover this more in the future but apparently part of the 5g rollout by the telecom companies is to undermine fiber a bit which uh oh. i wasn't aware of that particular bad side of the 5g plan but that's more out of kind of corporate greed than mm-hmm. anything yeah. so yeah by all means let's support fiber rollouts but that's not incompatible with this wireless standard also, he spent a lot of time warning us about antennas, like if you can see them from your house, that's a problem. And he had more of his case studies about families that had to vacate their front rooms or apply foil to the walls in the back rooms to block radiation.
0: Isn't that going to make your place warmer, which seems to be <laughs> something you're afraid of?
1: You'd think. I guess it's just providing additional insulation, effectively. Anyways, yeah, antennas visible outside your windows, bad news. Ross. Hey, Carrie
0: hey, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to stop you there because I just love to talk about products. Yeah. I also love to talk about my goals. What are some of your big goals for 2022?
1: I'm not usually like a New Year's resolution kind of person, but Mm -hmm. I do plan this year to read 52 books.
0: Okay, one a week.
1: Yeah, previously I've been setting it a little higher than that, but I feel like if I can hit that, I won't have to stress. And if I get more, that's great.
0: Good, 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 good.
1: We were like one book off this year. Oh, yeah? We have very similar reading paces.
0: That sounds right. Yeah. Things I want to do is keep my Duolingo streak active all year. Um, Have
1: you done yours today?
0: I have. Oh, good. It's just light in the day. Oh, yeah. I do mine usually when I wake up. I do it in bed.
1: There have been times that we stop the recording so we can finish our Duolingo.
0: That's right. (laughs) And also, I want to keep up the banjo. Oh, very good. Anyway, I'm just telling about these because my point is that I'm planning to cover a lot of ground in 2022.
1: Do you want to start the year off with a new pair of shoes that will last the whole journey?
0: Yes, I do, Ross. And I would like them to be from Rothy's. I've got some cute-ass shoes from Rothy's, and I'm going to wear them all over that Pancho. I'm going to wear them all over that Spanish. Well,
1: guess what? So do I. I've got Rothy's. Oh,
0: dang. He's wearing them. I have really cute reddish ones. Oh, nice. Yeah, I really well, like them. When
1: I'm not running, I'm Rothying.
0: Hey, okay, okay. Yeah.
1: Now i got two pairs of Rothy's and they're great. They're really comfortable shoes and they are conversation items. I feel like people bring them up or I bring them up because if we're talking about recycling or something, I'll be like, check out my shoes. These are made out of recycled water bottles.
0: Because this is the coolest thing about them. They make them out of recycled water bottles.
1: And people don't get quiet and shift their eyes and walk away from me. They're usually very interested in this. They're like, wait, can I feel them? Uh-huh. And I'd be like, yes, touch my shoes.
0: Okay. I hope these are your friends, not yeah. just strangers. Okay. Yeah. And they're washable. They come out looking brand new after you've washed them.
1: They're durable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, I haven't washed them yet because they still look clean.
0: Yeah, they're kind of repellent in the good way. Repel the bad stuff. Like a
1: duck's back.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. And Rothy's has casual and dressy styles for everybody, so you'll always find exactly what you need.
1: You can take your pick from comfortable flats, sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and more.
0: And it's not just shoes, okay? Rothy's also has stylish and washable bags, wallets, and other accessories.
1: So why don't you hit the new year in stride with a fresh pair of Rothy's?
0: New customers get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash oh no. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash oh no.
1: Speaking of recycling, Carrie. Yes. Did you know that only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled no matter how much we put in our recycling bin?
0: Oh, yuck. No, I didn't.
1: Not everything can be made into Rothy's. Sure. Well, At Grove Collaborative, they believe it's time to ditch single-use plastics for good.
0: Sure. Well, I agree with them. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing, Ross.
1: You make a good point, Grove Collaborative.
0: And that's interesting that you mention them, because I think they helped sponsor this episode. You don't say. Yeah, Grove is like a cool company where you can order your home goods yep. the stuff that you need around your house you know your soaps your sprays household
1: items yeah
0: your tp but everything is pretty sustainably made and Drew and I get a box from there pretty regularly i get my shampoo my conditioner there but also yeah. our toilet paper and our paper towels and stuff those things that you don't want to run out of but also i don't want to get caught in a situation where the only thing I can buy is pretty terrible for the environment but it's like urgent because it's freaking toilet paper and of course I'm going to buy whichever kind you have and it's nice
1: ordering it from Grove because you know that they have put a lot of work into minimal packaging Mm -hmm. and recyclable materials and plastic only when they have to Mm -hmm. and a lot of refills which is great Yeah. so yeah we've been ordering from them and Cara was very excited when we got them as a sponsor she's like oh cool I want to order from Grove anyway
0: oh nice about
1: a month ago we ordered our latest set of items We got a replacement dish brush.
0: Mm, We've been
1: using theirs a lot. Very nice, compostable kitchen wipes.
0: Nice. That sounds nice. A
1: coconut scrubber sponge.
0: Oh, uh huh. We have some of those. Those are good.
1: Carpet and upholstery stain remover.
0: Nice. Which actually
1: works really well because with a cat, we use a lot of stain remover. Oh, sure. It's very nice. Does that
0: mean that your cat drags around poop on her butt?
1: Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes she vomits on the carpet.
0: Oh yeah. That's
1: the main one. We got the dish soap glass dispenser.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's it's
1: quite snazzy looking and you can refill it then. So Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and it's all nice and glass. We got detergent sheets. This is interesting. I've never tried that before. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're cool. And a tub and tile cleaner. And once you order it, Grove then knows how often you need refills. Like you can do timed shipments where Mm -hmm. they'll just kind of assume, well, this should be about when you need a new shipment, but you can go in any time and change your cart
0: and get free gifts too i really genuinely really like grove and i'm excited that they're a sponsor i think it's neat yeah they carry hundreds of products aimed at replacing single use plastics across your home and personal care routine and by 2025 grove will be a hundred percent plastic free and if they are not you fucking tell us you tell us and we will wail on their asses
1: okay or i will carry well So join over 2 million households that are already shopping sustainably at Grove.
0: Go to grove.com slash oh no today and get a free gift set worth up to 50 bucks with your first order.
1: Nice. Plus, shipping is fast and free.
0: So get started right now at grove.com slash oh no.
1: That's grove.com slash oh no.
0: So, Larry is going to take us to a couple more case studies, okay. obviously published in reputable journals, I'm sure. So, the first one is a Chicago family. The mom was getting headaches, lethargy, depression. Dad was getting insomnia. He was getting concentration. <laughs> he uh, had an inability to do his job as a lawyer, and he was loosing clients.
1: Oh, you can't let them loose.
0: <laughs> and he was fearful.
1: Okay, and the, the children, t- they were full of anger and volatility, and they were full of focus, and they were full of memory issue. <laughs> it's
0: important to have parallelism on your slides. It <laughs> yeah, really is. Yeah, or get, it's hard to read. Get
1: a little bit of agreement between yeah. your, your various nouns and whatnot.
0: So what did he do? He goes and he checks out their home. He finds that they have 15 wireless routers, removes them. <laughs> this poor lawyer that, dad like cannot do That is excessive.
3: Now. Who has
1: 15 wireless routers?
0: I wonder also what he's counting as a router.
1: How weird. Huh. Like maybe repeating stations, but still like what kind yeah. of freaking large house does that have to be?
0: Well, he shows us a picture of it. I really doubt this is the real house, but it does look like a mansion if this is really it.
1: Yeah, but this whole presentation is full of clip art, so yeah, who knows? so I doubt it. Again, another upset child with a stock photo watermark on top of them.
0: From Dreamstime.com, that's where he got this. There is also a smart home dimmer in this house. Everyone has an RF tent for a bed. Uh-huh. What the fuck is that?
1: I assume that's just him saying that there's just so much radio frequency around their bed.
0: They might as well be in a tent Yeah, he's like,
1: oh, this is ridiculous. What okay. are you doing? This is
0: his own little pejorative. So the parents had to move to the basement bedroom. Anyway, he got all of that stuff out, and the dad said, you saved my life.
1: And they moved to a different house in the end. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, is this really a case study, or is this just sort of an anecdote about one of his clients?
0: Oh, my God, they all are! They all are. They all are. Weird. Should I skip ahead and tell you that? Okay. Okay. So during the q and I raised my hand. He uh-huh. called on me and I said, so you used this phrase case study. You use it quite a lot for seven or eight uh-huh. stories in your presentation. I associate that with something that was printed in a journal. Where were these printed or are they your own clients? Yeah. And he said, they're my own clients. And uh-huh. I said- have you thought about getting them printed up and peer reviewed? And he said, no. <laughs> Full stop. No. no. Then like we continued to have our uh, make eye contact. And I was like, okay.
1: So not case studies, okay. just stories.
0: Yeah, exactly. Stories that I don't trust you to have vetted and to have properly thought about your own biases and run them by other experts. As
1: you're running your little business where you wave around right. detectors.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh-
1: right. Yes. So I had a question as well, because he kept showing us these charts where you see all these dangers of radio and dangers of the microwave spectrum. But as we reviewed in the last episode, light, visible light, is higher on the spectrum than any of these other things. So I asked him, well, you know, looking at these charts, it looks like visible light is potentially more energetic or you know at least yeah. it's, it's higher on the spectrum it's closer to ionizing radiation are there any light sources that we should be concerned about if they're yeah. too intense and he immediately shifted that to saying like well definitely like you know uv you've heard about dangerous exposure of uv sure. watch out for that wear your sunscreen have. and all of that and I'm saying, yeah, but visual light. And he just, he dodged it both yeah. times. Like he just wasn't wanting to acknowledge that visible light is often far more a factor. It's certainly coming from the sun.
0: Yeah. I wonder how much, you never know what this, like, how much does he understand and how much is he repeating from this? school that gave him his little credential. And
1: of course, the sun is outputting across these frequencies, especially in the infrared and visible light spectrum, a lot of heat-bearing energy, mm-hmm. and he doesn't seem to be faulting the sun, I guess, because it's natural.
0: I'm curious, and I know I'm inviting you to speculate, but yeah. just like intuitively, do you get the impression that he understands all that and he doesn't want to say it, or do you get the impression he just doesn't quite get it?
1: My guess is that he doesn't quite get it, and I okay. was sort of inviting him to get it for a second.
0: Oh, right, right, right.
1: He didn't want to.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. So Innovated ignorance. Sure. Yeah,
1: so I was just trying to highlight, like, hey, we're missing like an important piece here. And so as I was asking that, I was looking around at all of these little Christmas tree lights everywhere all over. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, you know, they've got some radiation coming as well. And these
0: space heaters all around us.
1: So I asked Tom Esenbrice, uh who I mentioned earlier, the yeah. uh, engineer friend of ours, and he said, well, that could be measured. We could do some calculations. I, I don't know. They're probably LED and probably pretty efficient. But there's space heaters everywhere and those are heating with radiation yep. primarily and those are putting out tons more <laughs> power density than any of these things that we're talking about mm, you know in terms yeah. of 5G signals even if we were replete with 5G towers nearby these space heaters (laughs) that they advertised on the Facebook invitation (laughs) that the end of the seventh ray has placed for us. They are far more irradiating our bodies than anything else we've talked about this entire presentation. So that gave me a good chuckle in Mm -hmm. retrospect.
0: So soon after this, he was going to get into shielding but he's recognizing that his time is running out Mm -hmm. and he kind of wants to skip past that. He's like, we won't really talk about that and oh my god, there's this little like wave of like... (laughs) You just got the sense like, that's what we're here for.
3: Oh,
1: right. No,
0: you cannot skip that. How do we protect ourselves?
1: And in particular, I, who was taking photos of almost every slide, asked him to go back. And he said, oh, don't worry, everybody. I'll send these out so we can all have them. And that got an audible sigh of relief. Oh, yeah. wanted these slides because he was going through them pretty quickly.
0: But he's like, "Okay, I'll try to just sort of go through a little bit of shielding information. And he shows us some of the adjustments that he's made in various buildings to make them, in his opinion, safer. We're seeing like tinfoil being installed on a roof and this big like, I mean, it's pretty, but a big canopy over a four-poster king size bed. Yeah. Looks a little like a malaria net or something. Yeah, it's like- But very pretty.
1: It's made with a specific fabric that's supposed to resist RF. Right. The Swiss Shield Fabric.
0: And don't worry, all these things, it seems you can get on his website.
1: He also gave us some prudent tips again for avoiding RF this time. So fight 5G in your community and state, of course. Reduce usage of wireless phones. Have a two-minute rule. Well, that's one way to get rid of telemarketers. Use hands-free devices for all calls. Interesting. He's okay with like the, because that's wirelessly communicating as well, but okay. I guess it's less of a heat generator. Use landlines for the majority of phone time.
0: I wonder what those emit, but okay.
1: Yeah, because most of them are wireless units. Okay. Forward your cell phone calls to your landline when you're at home and put your phones in airplane mode. Turn off all of those little antennae.
0: Can you do that? I guess again.
1: Yeah, it takes some setup, but you can if you're that committed. Keep your children off of wireless phones. Stick to hardwired internet. Turn off the radio in your wireless router. Don't need that thing running. Everything should be wired. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No baby monitors. I'm
0: worried about this baby monitor situation.
1: Yeah, worried about your babies. No Bluetooth devices, even like mice and keyboards, wireless headsets. Come on. And at the very least, protect your sleeping space.
0: At the very least. And he'll go on to say that there's no acceptable way to have wireless in a healthy environment. I mean, this is categorical.
1: Yeah, he particularly highlights schools. Like You need to keep RF in general, radio frequency, away from schools.
0: I can't help but wonder how these people are being influenced by... Maybe this is conspiratorial of me, but it makes me wonder like are these people sort of being pushed into homeschooling and sort oh. of information cells where you're not really getting that much contact with the greater world and with I could see human, that. collaborative human knowledge
1: being added to other pushes to kind of inoculate your children from the world and these yeah. secular ideas and these dangerous Radiation field schoolyards with cell towers nearby. Yeah. 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 I I could see all that. Yeah. I could see
0: it. Again, this is speculative, but it does kind of feel like, even if it's an accidental marriage, like a marriage between those two things, you should also be worried about cell towers near schools. I mean, what are you supposed to do about that? (laughs) Like, I guess they just keep being like, man, this is such a big problem that this is sort of like where you can focus your energy. I know we all have to choose where to focus our energy, but like I can't quite get my mind to go to this being like such a big problem that during COVID, this is what you're thinking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But he's got a variety of devices you can buy like he uses to measure these various fields. He's got websites that you can go to to learn more. We've mentioned some of those already. Then he kind of went into question mode, and we already talked about two of the questions that we asked.
0: Oh, by the way, electrohypersensitivity... Is implicated in a bunch of disease states. This is on a slide that he didn't show us. Yeah. But there are things like chronic fatigue, heart attack, cancer, aging. Okay. Yeah. Chronic inflammation, periodontist diabetes, sexual dysfunction, liver injury, stroke. But my favorite, trauma? Like what? Emotional trauma, physical trauma? Like that's such a big catch all term for this.
1: Yeah. I guess somehow this radiation in our ambient environment somehow increases the overall trauma level yeah i wonder what he would point to in his own life that's so much better because he's avoided these sources of radiation are you gonna live longer larry yeah than all of us
0: yeah are you gonna live longer than martin blank
1: (laughs) there was a woman next to me who asked a question about Faraday shields, like, can we buy those and can we...
0: So that's a structure in which these sorts of technologies won't work. It, like, blocks those signals, yeah. Yeah,
1: and he kind of acknowledged that, like, okay, well, it might reduce the utility of the device, best just not to use it. But then she said, well, I really like listening to podcasts. Then another woman in the audience said, this is what I do. I download them in advance, so I don't need to Mm -hmm. stream them over the internet. Mm -hmm. Sure, that's... That's a way That's a good way to do it.
0: And then we broke out into a live podcast where we're like, another way to handle it is to only go to live recordings and you're at on right now. Hi. <laughs> I, this is Ona, Ross and Kerry, the show we told us report. Yeah, it we was a big have. it was
1: a big hit. They're all fans now. <laughs> and yeah, I think it probably was mostly women at this meeting. There were certainly men there, but I'd say if, if there was a balance, I would say,
0: yeah the majority were women. A third maybe. the maybe, third maybe were a men. quarter. Yeah, quarter to a third man, if I were to go around guessing everybody's gender.
1: So a woman asked about solar panels and 5G. Is there any interplay between those? And thankfully, he just said no.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, good.
1: And then there was a woman up front, and she turned around and told everybody, like, oh, yeah, I got my solar panels moved far away from my house. And he actually said, no, you don't need to do that.
0: Yeah, why would you do that?
1: I don't know. She felt like they were also...
0: Dangerous oh somehow.
1: So at least you know he was willing on some things yeah. to be like, no, that's a measure too far.
0: You sound silly, <laughs> lady. Q and A's at these events are always so fun because someone will ask a question and then another audience member will feel like they have as much. To Let me handle this. As the speaker does, yeah. yeah. Then always it's particularly
1: fun. fun when they disagree with the speaker. Yep. That's what we're in it for.
0: Yeah. Uh, It also happened to us one time. Do you remember what I'm thinking of? Uh -uh. Here, okay, I'm closing my eyes and trying to beam the memory to you. Okay, one time we gave this talk at a Universalist church in probably like 2015 or something. But one of the things we mentioned was homeopathy and how like it's just like water memory Uh stuff. And this lady... Just stood up and turned around and faced the crowd and just started giving her own definition of homeopathy. Yeah. Okay. It was wild.
1: I remember that. Now. It was
0: freaking wild. Fun. Yeah. Good we times. were very nice to her though. We just let her finish. Yeah, of course. We were like, okay, anyway.
1: You might want to listen to our episode about homeopathy. <laughs> so the last parting words. We were given was to not listen to the Facebooks. They're not on your side. Yes. Yes. We meet the second Monday of each month. Cause I guess on the website, it said <laughs> on the Facebook <laughs> side, it said <laughs> that they meet on the
0: first Monday. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was pretty
1: funny. So they y-
0: think that Facebook is like trying to put the kibosh on their I, little meeting? I
1: feel like it was a little bit of tongue in cheek.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: But sure, generally, they're probably concerned about Zuckerberg as well. But like all of us, they have to have an account for various things.
0: Yeah, uh, Facebook totally, totally sucks. But not because they're trying to change the times of anybody's meeting.
1: <laughs> it was just kind of a cute note to end on. And yeah, they let out around 8.40 p.m. So yeah, we were there almost two hours.
0: Nice. Good fun. And then we went up and signed our names on the little email forms.
1: Yeah, that's right. They had a sign-up sheet. They were also passing out these cards that you could use to advertise 5G-free California. So it was filled with all of their social media, their Facebook, their Instagram, their website, their email. They're well-connected, just not wirelessly.
0: Ross, if you could hold just one moment. We have an important announcement from someone else who was there. Hey. Oh, hey, babe.
2: How's it going? Good. How are you? Great. Please,
0: your announcement.
2: I had an announcement. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't call it an announcement. You asked me to come by. You
0: bullied your way into this podcast. You
2: said, you texted me, you wake, and I was, as a matter of fact. And then you said, come out. Um, yeah, that's right. And, and here I am. Okay. My impressions of the 5G meeting was, yeah. you know, I had all the same astute and interesting thoughts that you all did. <laughs> okay, great. Um, those were all Plus observations. One on and you know, I didn't have to do the research that you all did about 5G just because I already understood it. Sure. But then I was checked out for a lot of it. It was hard to follow. <laughs> okay, great. I enjoyed myself okay but it was just kind of like a, oh I'm here wow okay you're really this this guy's talking for quite some time and then we went to the fun bookstore at end of the seventh ray and we found a very exciting book
0: that's true that might come up again yeah well thank you because actually this has really made me and Ross look really really smart so thank you so much sweetie
2: okay you're welcome <laughs> Thank you drew
1: I grabbed one of those postcards I like the first paragraph here. 5G would create unprecedented security and privacy risks. The Internet of Things would capture and store usage data from every appliance in every room of your home. Telecom companies forecast $11 trillion per year in profits from monetizing our data at great cost to our health. Data theft is inevitable.
0: I actually was like, okay, this is a point they didn't make the entire time, but that's reasonable. And then there was the part about the great detriment to my health. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, these massive telecoms, like, absolutely want to turn you into a bunch of marketing data, and then they want to sell the data, and there are certainly attendant problems with that.
1: I guess they're just saying with this increased bandwidth, uh, that's just increased personal data that will be stolen. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: That's true, yeah. Uh, I don't know if stolen's the exact right word, but yeah, you know, harvested.
1: So as Drew mentioned, we went straight to the bookstore. Larry Gust was surrounded by people asking questions, so I didn't try to elbow my way into that. So yeah, time for that amazing bookstore. Super fun.
0: But everybody loved Larry Gust, and... The next time that they were going to have a meeting, they were like, don't worry, Larry's coming back because everyone was so into him. Yep. So you and I trot on back to into the Seventh Ray, drive we an sure hour did. plus each. This
1: time showed up, went to the front desk there, and it had been a rainy night, but it wasn't raining at that time. And the lady out front said, oh, I'm sorry, the meeting was canceled. They sent out an email, but... <sighs> Unfortunately, you know what? We'd like to give you a free bowl of soup.
0: So I like roll up in my car. Ross is there like a few minutes ahead of me. So I get this text that's like, meeting canceled, but we get soup. It's like, God damn it. But I had also worn my Uh,
1: pyramid hat. Uh
0: So I was like, okay, let's stay. Let's have soup. And let's see how long it takes for someone to mention that I have a huge pyramid on my head.
1: Yeah, this hippy dippy place. Who will say something?
0: Yeah. So we encountered three wait staff and like mm, four or five other patrons and a person in the bookstore. Not one person even was like, cool hat. It was just like, this is normal. This lady's got a pyramid on her head. Of course she does. We're in of the seventh ray. <laughs> so that's what this place yeah,
1: is. Yeah, I, I feel like people pause to process your pyramid hat, <laughs> but, but nobody said anything about it. Nope. And yeah, they did bring us complimentary... Potato leek soup. Mm-hmm, that was good. Which is quite good. And I ordered, I think, an additional dish. because oh, you, you got
0: risotto and yeah, I got good. a vegan dessert, jean some or something. Yeah, some kind of dessert.
1: It was good. Yeah, so they had sent out an email and we just didn't see it saying that we were canceling for I weather. I think I
0: never found it though.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I did have it.
0: Oh, you did. Okay, I don't think I ever got it. So
1: that was December 13th. So we were all excited for another lecture mm-hmm. that we would get to tell you all about and all we got was soup.
0: And then the next time we were going to go, Larry Gust was sick.
1: Yep. What was he sick with?
0: Well, yeah. Probably
1: radiation sickness.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hope- uh, That's the only thing going go around COVID. right now.
1: I hope not, too. <laughs> God, I hope not. Yeah, definitely not wishing that on Larry. But, you know, makes you wonder. January of 2022, your speaker is sick. What is he sick with? Yeah. Yeah, I hope Fingers he's- Fingers
0: crossed hope for tonsillitis. Okay. But he's
1: supposed to be giving his talk, finally- In February, but this is one where we said, all right, well, we keep waiting for this meeting to happen. Yeah. Let's start our 5G series.
0: Yeah. But hopefully we'll have a special guest soon to tell us a little more about 5G policies. Yeah,
1: I think we've got more to talk about about 5G. So thank you all for coming along on the ride so far. Glad we could broadcast this into your brains.
0: Straight over whatever kind of G's you got. Yeah. That's it for our show.
1: Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton.
0: This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa.
1: Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer.
0: You can support this and all our investigations by going to maximumfund.org forward slash join, J-O-I-N.
1: You can also support us by leaving a positive review, telling a friend. So many ways to support this show. Thank you to everybody who does support the show uh, financially, makes this possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Tanky, tanky. And remember.
1: From Dr. Martin Blank.
0: What's his last name?
3: A lot of people talk about science, but not all of them are scientists. And many of the scientists who speak to you are not scientists in the area that they are supposed to be speaking about. I mean, you hear people, physicists, for example, will say that uh, there can be no biological effects for non-thermal radiation. Well, the fact of the matter is they have not read the literature. I think one of the things you will walk away with when we, after my talk, is that there is evidence, you may not be able to evaluate it, but I'm telling you that this is evidence that's been published, it's been replicated, and it's been judged by scientists who are capable of judging it, that the electromagnetic fields of a variety of frequencies can affect, can cause biological effects, important biological effects, including damage to some fundamental molecules.
2: Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Our comedy podcast, Jordan, Jesse, go, just celebrated its 15th anniversary. It was a couple months ago, but we forgot. Uh, Yeah, completely. Our, Our silly show is 15 years old. That makes it old enough to get its learner's
3: permit. And almost old enough to get the talk.
2: Wow, I hope you got the talk before then. A lot of things have changed in 15 years. Our show's not one of them. We're never changing and you can't make us. Jordan, Jesse, go the same forever at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. for the greatest pro wrestling podcast spectacular known as Tights and Fights. A back audio showcase that helps you understand the world of pro wrestling with a lot of love and no toxic masculinity. Featuring host Danielle Radford.
3: Time to kick butt and chew gum. And I'm all out of
2: butts. Lindsay Cal.
3: I'm a brutal Brit and my fists were made to punch and hit.
2: And how lovely! I was doing the voiceover this whole time.
3: Hear us talk about pro wrestling's greatest triumphs and
1: failures. And make fun of its weekly absurdities.
2: On the Perfect Wrestling Podcast. Tights and Fights. Every Saturday, Saturday, Saturday on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.